It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a two-game series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is also the conclusion of a six-game homestand to open the season for the Astros. They lost the series opener to the Dodgers yesterday, 5-2. Carlos Correa, three hits, drove in both Astros runs with a homer and a double. Andre Scrub, two and two-thirds innings, did not allow a run in his big league debut, but the Astros have dropped two of their last three, while the Dodgers saw a two-game skid come to an end. Astros, three and two on the year. Dodgers also have a record of three and two. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, an exciting day for Christian Javier, making his second big league appearance and first big league start, the Astros minor league pitcher of the year last year. Yeah, I've got a feeling this is going to be the first of many for Christian Javier. He was the Astros minor league pitcher of the year last year. Listen to that, 170 strikeouts and 113 and two-thirds innings pitch last year. And man, it just tells you that there's something going on uh, with his fastball. We, we look up at the scoreboard, and he's usually 92, 93 miles per hour, sometimes a little slower. But guys just don't get a hack at it. They don't see it. For some reason, it, it garners a lot of swing and misses. So I'm excited to watch Javier. Uh, I think he's very poised. He's 23 years old now. He's ready for this shot. Meanwhile, Dustin May getting the ball for the Dodgers, and he was the late replacement for Clayton Kershaw when he couldn't go on opening day this past Thursday. And, I mean, he's not Kershaw in terms of track no. record, but – Man, he is a tremendous young pitcher. Yeah, he's another Texan. You know, Kershaw a Texan, Dustin May a Texan too, a little town just outside of Fort Worth. So a uh, big kid, throws hard. Uh, he's got a good cut fastball, and he's not afraid, man. It looks like he wants to go right at you, 22 years old. Uh, very bold out there as a pitcher. The Astros better be ready. Keys to the game are presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, we get our first look at Miles Straw this season. Hadn't played in a game yet, as Dusty Baker saying that his hamstrings are bothering him a little bit. So that's why uh, Straw's now just getting in. But uh, George Springer not in the lineup, and it's been a, a slow start to the year for Springer. Just one hit so far over his last 13. Yeah, you know what? It's funny because in those exhibition games against the Kansas City Royals, you couldn't get Springer off the he, base. He looked great. I think he had seven plate appearances and reached all seven times. So it's just one of those things where you look at really small samples, uh, things look worse than they are. So Springer just gets a little uh, mental break today, banged uh, a little bit against the, the wall, uh, chasing down a ball a couple of days ago against Seattle. But other than that, he's ready, man. George Springer is a phenomenal superstar in this game, and 
Uh, not worried about him in the least. Miles Straw, that's the reason why uh, Jake Marisnik was traded. You know, Miles Straw can do a lot of the same things. Uh, he'll run for you. He'll play great defense. He's got a great arm. And he can get on base. He, he can hit, uh, puts the ball in play, and uses legs. And that's, that's the name of his game. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker. And a little later, we'll hear from Astros broadcaster Jeff Blum. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Well, Dusty, obviously you, you hate to lose like the Astros did yesterday. The Dodgers had an early lead, and things got a, a little heated yesterday as well after uh, Carlos Correa struck out. Uh, some words exchanged. Joe Kelly uh, had something to say, and you saw benches clear and, and everything. Uh, were you surprised at all that, that anything happened? Of course, that's what a lot of people were speculating, obviously. Well, if you got the right person on the mound, I mean, you know, you, know, you never really know. Um, uh, no, I mean, surprise, no. Uh, the fact that usually that happens when you have a big lead or whether, you know, when there's a big deficit. Uh, but, you know, this has happened, you know, before. You know, uh, uh, it's no surprise. I mean, and I've seen this happen before, especially with – you know, with him on the mound, he was a little frustrated also because he wasn't throwing a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, strikes. And uh, but that started long before Korea. It started, you know, actually with Bregman. You know, a three and O count. Uh, that's when you can. That's when a guy's most susceptible because uh, because he's he's just standing up there taking. You know what I mean? And uh, and then it went over his head. And then a, a couple more balls came close. I mean. You know, if you want to do something, you know, you just you just have to be careful not to come up around somebody's head because, you know, if you've been in this game long enough, I remember when Tony Caniglero got hit, you know, and then I remember when, uh, you know, Dickie Thon got hit. And I remember when, you know, I mean, their careers were never the same. And I remember when Paul Blair got hit and, uh, you know, he was never the same. So, I mean, that's 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 a dangerous when you're when you're flirting around somebody's head were you uh, pretty pleased with how your guys handled things uh when the aftermath and even leading up to that well yeah i mean um i mean I, I i don't know i don't think some of the guys really knew you know what to do or how to handle it you know what i mean uh because like we had heard about certain things but uh it's a it's a situation that you know, where emotions, uh, you know, take over. And if you ask maybe some of the guys over there, uh, you know, they didn't, you know, they probably didn't, you know, like it either. Uh, uh, because, you know, everybody's not the same. Everybody's not, uh, it's a, it was a situation where you hoped that it wouldn't happen, but you knew that it was going to happen, you know, sooner or later. Um, it's, it's a thing where it's going to happen more and more in the American League, I think. Well, now that both leagues have D8. Because, see, in the National League, it didn't happen nearly as much because the pitchers have to hit. You know what I mean? And it's easy to be uh, bold and easy to do things uh, if you don't have to hit. You know, there's a, a famous pitcher in the American League that 
that in the American League, he was dusting guys off and hitting guys and stuff. He's a, he was an outstanding pitcher, but as soon as he came to the National League, I'm not going to name names, then he quit doing that because he knew he had to hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's easy to be bold and brave when you don't have to hit. And so, uh, you know, that's that's one reason why, you know, I like I like the, you know, the pitchers hitting in, the, you know, in our league, you know, because it stops up. You know a lot of the uh, a lot of the problems and and it's creating it's going to create problems where a lot of guys innocent guys are going to get you know are going to get a uh, you know possibly hurt and um, and you know even guys that you know might be friends or guys that you like you know they have nothing to do with it they're just in the wrong place at the wrong time and so you know I, I've done it a couple times but mostly to guys that that either uh, uh, swung at a three zero pitch when they had eight nothing lead, or uh, stole a base with eight nothing lead, or or either uh, uh, you know wait until the pitcher that we saw the pitcher, whether it was spring training or or whether it was uh, next year or the year after, because that's the culprit that's doing the throwing. Uh, and so, but it's a uh, you know you never have that opportunity now uh, you know to get the guy back that's actually doing you know throwing that. Uh, last question for you, Dusty. Christian Javier making his first. Christian Javier making his first uh, big league start tonight. He did get his feet wet with his debut a few days ago. Uh, any ideas to how long you hope he can go? Obviously, effectiveness will, will be part of it. Well, yeah, effectiveness is, is, is most of it, and, and endurance is the second part of it. I mean, he's a pretty cool, uh, you know, young man, you know, and and we have a a, a, a better um, side of our bullpen than we had last night that's available. Like last night's, you know, sneak, you know, wasn't available. You hated bringing in, you know, Paredes in a bases loaded situation where Snead, you know, might have been more perfect. We didn't have Azuna. Uh, you know, we didn't have, uh, you know, Belac. Uh, we we're trying to stay, you know, we only had one lefty and Taylor, you know, and that wasn't the situation to, you know, to face Mookie Betts. I mean, that was a turning point. You let the dangerous Mookie Bet face. Um, or, or do you bring in a kid and hope that he throws strikes? So, you know, tonight I think we're in better shape than we were last night. All right, Dusty Baker, thanks for joining us. Good luck tonight. All right, you're welcome. Well, welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks before the second game of this two-game series with the Dodgers, and I'm with the uh, Astros color analyst on the TV games, and it's Jeff Blum, of course, and, and Blummer. Uh, this rash of injuries. I mean, that's the story right now. Is man, have you ever seen so many pitchers go down uh, first week of the season? No, I haven't, and it's uh, extremely concerning. And then I'm watching the Arizona Diamondback game today, and Madison Bumgarner's out there throwing 88 miles an hour, where he's typically 91, 92 consistently. So it kind of raises the suspicion, was summer camp too short? Was this accelerated start to a season too much for these guys? I actually expected more position players to have issues with hamstrings and things like that than pitchers with their arms. But it is shocking how many people are actually coming up with some serious injuries or putting them on the injured list. Have you, do you have any thoughts on what's going on? Well, I, I know that uh, the narrative of spring training being too long now uh, will never be brought up again, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody's talking about six weeks, man. This is way too long. We should we should do this in four weeks. And uh, we're, we're showing now that the pitchers need a little more time to ramp things up. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point because you're right. It's always a complaint. Spring training's taking too long. We've mm -hmm. been here for six weeks. We're playing 30 games. And then we have that long COVID break and then a three-week summer camp. And it's nothing, you know, 
and it's probably guys who are really working out in, the, in between during that pandemic break that they had and maybe guys that weren't but ramping it up and expecting three weeks to be enough you know playing inter squad games isn't really going to ramp up your intensity it's when you get in the regular season and you realize these are going to be my career numbers yeah. or you have a guy on second and third and it's two two strikes on a guy and you want to throw your wipeout slider and you overthrow it mm -hmm. or put a little extra in it and you're not prepared for it i feel like yeah. that's what's happening but it's kind of frightening if you're in the in the dugout right now, you're in the clubhouse, and you're on this team, and it's a great offensive team, what are you feeling like? I mean, it feels like this team's going to have to score seven, eight runs a, a night to, to win the majority of their games, right? I think you nailed it. Yeah. I think, you, yeah, and it's tough for an offense, even as good as the Astros are and as deep as they are. You know, there's going to be a little more urgency on getting your Don back now because the pitching is so depleted. But as an offense, as good as the Astros were, I mean, the only comparison we had last year for this offense was the 27 Yankees. And, you know, the Bronx Bombers are legendary, and now you add the Astros to that mix, and you say, well, they could go out and do it but mentally I mean that is a tall task knowing you've got to go out there and score eight runs any given night in only nine innings you feel like uh, offensively you try to do too much sometimes yeah, and that's where this team has actually been really good. Is they ne they haven't really tried to do too much because they'll take their walks, they'll take the base hits going the other way, and let the guy behind them do it. But now, when you know that you have to take advantage of opportunities with guys on base, you might see guys expand a little bit, or maybe take a little bit bigger swing, trying to have that big hit and knock in a three-run home run, or you know, clear the bases with a double mm -hmm. or something like that. So that's where the concern might set in. But if these guys stick to who they are, they can score eight runs easy right. just being who they are. Springer gets the day off tonight, so he's not batting leadoff. He gets kind of a mental rest, uh, Dusty Baker mentioned a little earlier. Uh, what are you seeing so far offensively with George? Um, it is a little bit of pressing. I think, you know, as much as he doesn't want to admit it, and I don't want to admit it either, but I think that, you know, the looming postseason, the looming postseason, the looming offseason might be uh, free weighing on him a little bit because of the free agency that's going to happen. It's, it's going to be a tough market. And then you see Mookie Betts go out there and get a 12-year deal, and George has played close to if not on par with what Mookie has done in his career so he's probably feeling that he you know he deserves a healthy payout but I think there's a little bit of concern there I do think that he's been a little bit late on some pitches he looked a little bit better yesterday just because he was facing an aggressive fastball pitcher so you can kind of eliminate some pitches and be aggressive on the fastball but yeah he's pressing I mean I don't want to you know I don't want to put too much pressure on the guy but it's he's only human it's easy to be negative right now this is the last thing Jeff Blum of course um Give me something and leave us something uh, that you feel positive about with this team right now. Um, their offense and the continuity in the clubhouse. The one thing these guys have going for them is even after the you know the incident with Joe Kelly last night, and even after losing a tough ball game, they didn't lose by much. I know it felt like a greater number than five to two, but at the same time, you know I think it's going to galvanize these guys. I think they're going to you know find maybe a different gear or a different attitude they didn't realize they had, and I think it's also kind of cool to see some of these young guys cut their teeth and get some experience against good teams like the Dodgers. But it's all experience and it's all a matter of time. But these are the trials and tribulations of good ball clubs. This is the expectation, not having all your personnel available and trying to fight through it. They're only going to be better for it by the end of this thing. And Blubber, don't forget, this is a sprint, not a marathon. Yeah. Hey, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's Jeff Lund. Thanks for catching up, man. Always good talking to you, Sparky. Questions for Lance McCullers, Jr. Lance, you hadn't thrown 90 pitches in a game in quite some time. Just how did you feel the days after your start? I've been feeling great. Uh, it's probably the best my my arm has bounced back um, throughout summer camp and uh, after my first game. So very happy and pleased with the way my body's been feeling. Um, 
got a good bullpen in yesterday. You know, take the off day, with, um, the extra off day whenever you can get it. So I should be ready to roll. Is that you, one of the last parts of the rehab is making that first start and then feeling normal after? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can, you know, do simulated games and uh, spring training, all that stuff. But when, when, when it counts for real, there's definitely a different tone to it. Um, there's more intent behind everything you do. So uh, I feel good. I'm glad that, you know, that kind of part of my life is, you know, behind me in a way. And, um, you know, now I'm ready to take the ball. Lance, can we get your take on what, what happened last night, how your how your teammates handled everything and, and with, with regard to what happened on the field? Yeah, I mean, Joe Kelly threw a ball behind Bregman's head on 3-0 on purpose. Uh, not only did he, you know, take it upon himself to, you know, I guess uh, send a message, but you know, he wasn't even part of the team during that season. Um, you know, we knew coming into the game that he likes to go off script. Um, so it is what it is. It was done unprofessionally. Um, what he did after he punched out Correa was unprofessional. Running into the dugout was unprofessional. Um, so it is what it is. We're here to play baseball. We just want to win. Um, so, you know, that's it. Lance, do you, think, do you think you should be disciplined by MLB? I'm not here to, to hand out disciplines. Hey, Lance, um, with what's going on with the Marlins and all their positive tests, does it make you, like, I don't know, re-energize some worries that you had considering you have such a young child at home? No, you know, our clubhouse has been doing a great job. We've held meetings often uh, to remind the guys of the, you know, of the uphill battle we face to stay safe at the ballpark and away from the field. Everyone's been doing a great job. The Astros have been doing a great job. Um, you know, we felt very safe on our road trip to KC. So um, the protocols are in place and, and they help, but what's going to allow this season to succeed and this clubhouse to stay healthy is guys doing the right thing away from the ballpark, which um, so far we've done very well. Lance, a lot of guys have been going down since the season started and you're coming back from Tommy John. Is there something specific that you've done to keep yourself right? No, you know, I, I think the, you know, the, the amount of time we had off and the quick ramp up in summer camp, you know, we didn't have a date um, until we were five days away from camp. Um, so I think that has something to do with it, um, you know, but I, I've been, I've been working very hard for a very long time to be ready for, you know, really anything. And, uh, the downtime for me was just an extended version of rehab almost son, you know, so, uh, I know guys have worked hard and sometimes injuries just happen as part of the game. Um, we have to do the best we can to pick up the slack. We'll get started with questions for Andre Scrub. So how was it uh, just making your debut and how unexpected was that just uh, with the way everything's gone the last few weeks, you would be on the mound pitching against the Dodgers in the end of July. Honestly, I'm still uh, trying to put it all together in my head, but uh, it's, it was great experience. You know, uh, definitely wasn't something I was expecting. Definitely grateful for the experience, but definitely an amazing experience. Even though it was uh, a good experience, was it was it odd not to be able to have any of your family or friends there for your debut after working all these all this time to get there? Um, my wife is here. Luckily, that helped. Uh, you know, someone I got to share my you know emotions with. Uh, my family's a big part in what I do, but uh, you know, it's just what's going on in the world right now is bigger than bigger than baseball, bigger than debut. So I, it wasn't too bad. Were you a little extra amped because it was the Dodgers, the team that traded you? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I'm not, I could sit here and lie and tell you it wasn't, but I mean, it's 
a dream. I had weird timing, and it was gave me a little extra adrenaline definitely on the mound. Did you play with any of those guys in the minor leagues that are, that uh, are under 30, man? Let's see. Uh, Dustin May is uh, my catch partner in double-A. Uh, so, you know, he's a really good guy, obviously a good pitcher. Um, you know, that's probably the only one I, I played with. Was it a little odd to have your debut on a night like what last night was? Um, you know, I, I'm I'm grateful for any opportunity I get. So uh, that's uh, it, it happens. Uh, it's an emotional game, so nothing I can do to control that. Where were you during uh, the months that spring training was was shut down before the season started, and how did you stay ready for for this opportunity? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Okay. I was in New Jersey uh, with my wife and her family, and uh, my uh, teammate, Brandon Belak, has a lot more connections than I do in New Jersey, so that's how I stayed ready uh, with him and a guy named Nick Dini from the Royals. Uh, we just kept on live VPs, kept encouraging each other, pushing each other. So, Hey, Andre, you said uh, said you were a catch partner with Dustin in AA. Is he a tough guy to be a catch partner with? No, actually, he has a very effortless delivery, and he knows what he's doing with the baseball, so it's actually really good. I mean, it, it hurt your hand a little bit when it, it ran back into the palm, but it's it was a fun catch, definitely a fun catch. How'd you learn you were getting called up? Uh, I was in Corpus yesterday. Um, they said to drive up to Houston um, to be just in case. You know, it was around 4 o'clock. I just hopped uh, in the shower, and I got the call mid-shower. And, you know, my wife was there. She embraced me, and we shared that, you know, special moment. Hey, I'm, I'm taking note of your shirt. Would you have, if someone would have told you maybe even a year ago that around the time of your Major League debut that you would be able to wear a shirt like that and that Major League Baseball would support a message like that, would, what would you have thought? Um, I would have had mixed feelings for sure. I mean, there's obviously not that uh, big of an African-American uh, you know, presence in Major League Baseball, but the presence that is here, it's an elite, an elite group that's you know, very thoughtful, very caring. And, you know, they want their voices to be heard. So I know, you know, guys like CC and Kutch, you know, pushed it, pushed it. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, Major League Baseball's you know, given us a chance to voice it. What, what goes through uh, pitchers' mind when they see, you know, when they're watching their teammates having the ball thrown at them, knowing that they have to go back out to the mound, you know, to try to protect them? Um, honestly, it's just – one of those things, uh, it's a game of baseball that obviously isn't the best part, but nothing really I can say about that other than I really want to just, you know, help my team win. So that's all I have on that. Yeah, you mentioned working out with BLAC. Uh, did you guys know each other before you were an Astro? No, I met him in spring training, funny enough. Uh, I got to the field one day on time, but – I was supposed to be there early as a rookie, and he came up to me. And I mean, he's not a you know, he's not a big leaguer yet. And he comes to me and he's like, very friendly. Hey, we should, you should start trying to get to the field a little earlier. And we clicked ever since. So he was looking out for me that day. I didn't know anything, so it was awesome. We clicked since that day. All right, thanks, Andre. Appreciate right. it. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later.